0: okay what's up guys Ray here um, today I have a special guest I have my friend Yuna and she is uh, uh, CEO and owner and founder of a shoe company called keep company So if you need some new shoes pick them out and on the side she has um, an astrology practice <laughs> is that what they call it she does astrology, and I wanted to talk to that talk about that with her today. What's up, Yuna?
1: What up? How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> uh, so I heard this quote. J.P. Morgan. He said, "Millionaires don't use astrology; billionaires do." <laughs> and when I heard that, I was like, "Okay, maybe I should learn know more about this stuff."
1: Well, you were already into astrology before you read that quote. Come on.
0: Well, kind of. Not as much as as you are.
1: I mean, I think astrology, like anything, is basically about um, understanding reading patterns and reading flow. And um, just like the stock market is pretty much – if you're really good at the stock market, if you're good at investing or whatever, the stock market, um, my, my dad always talks to me about this, is the stock market um, basically shows you the the flow of the macro and micro trends, economic trends of the world. This is how people, um, it shows people's um, desires, um, what they're buying, what what's, what's valued to them. So astrology is just like the stock market in the sense where it's like, it's about reading energy. And I feel like any of the tools that people use, um, whether it's, um you know something more traditional like you know watching the news or or um following the stock market um to something that's a little bit more esoteric like astrology or um tarot or whatever other kind of predictive thing that you want to do is all about understanding what energy is and like and kind of like just reading the forecast and and understanding like the energy the broader energy you know that's going on in the world that's what i think
0: well if that's the case why is not why aren't all Wall Street dudes like master astrologers?
1: Well, I mean, I think I think you just end up um, reading energy in a way that's like comfortable for you. So I think a lot of um, Wall Street guys are gonna be much more um, data driven and much more numbers driven um, because that's what makes them feel comfortable. Or if you're like a science guy, you're gonna be really interested in like facts and experiments and proofs. Um, Unless you're like more of a theoretical science person, then you're going to be more interested in, you know, it's just how people um, want to process the information in the world. So um, also like in Eastern culture, um, like uh, your astrology or your numerology is like, it's very like commonly practiced, way more common I think than in the Western world. Like I have found like for a lot of my Eastern friends or you know Asian friends or whatever have an Asian background, most of them know what time they're born. But if you ask like my white friends, my Western friends, like when they're born, they're always like, I don't know, where do I even find that out? Uh, my mom doesn't even remember or they have to find their birth certificate or whatever. But you know, for somebody like me, like my parents um, had did my numerology like from the get and, or like, um, you know, when my brother, there's like a very famous person who gives names in Korea and my father met him and he said, oh, I'll give you a name for your son. It's all based on like numerology and ishing. So it's very like, it just, it's cultural, I think. I don't know.
0: Wow, a name, a name giver? Yes. He's like, so
1: they like um, calculated against my brothers. Um, In Korea, there's a thing called saju, which means four pillars and the four pillars are um, you know, uh, birth hour, day, year, month, um, and then they calculate like it's basically astrology, and it's kind of also like I Ching stuff. And they and they kind of see, oh well, your son needed more needs more water in his makeup. So when he creates a name, he's gonna give a name that's gonna um, give more water, give more of that element to my brother. So my brother, his whole life, like when he was born, was named Tobin Kim Tobin. Tobin is an American and a Korean name, um, just like my name is American and Korean. But um, they like, you know, when he was like 12 or whatever, one day my dad came home from a trip to Korea and he's like, oh yeah, your Korean name's Hisu. And now he just called, and that's my brother's Korean name. So, you know, a lot of people will do that earlier on, but you know, it's just, again, it's just about like energy and flow and, and, and seeing, you know, sort of reading those broader things. And I think it depends on what culture you're from, so.
0: I wonder what they would I wonder if my parents nailed my name. Or I if think, they were way off.
1: No, I think so, because think about it, you a king.
0: Oh uh, okay. that's king of the world. I mean, that's a Spanish, Spanish uh translation of my name.
1: But don't you I mean, name I think name power and name magic, name energy is like very, very important. And I often think um uh somebody's name like determines Uh, it definitely profoundly affects them on a, on a very deep level. And that's why some people like re re um, birth themselves and come up with a different name for themselves. Uh, Oh, I I think name, name, name magic. So powerful. Like if you read any, like any, like if you're into any kind of wizard stuff, like all the, like the, Uh, this like a whole form of magic is understanding the true name of something. And that's, and that gives you dominion over that, or that gives you, you know, some kind of contact and and interconnectedness with that, with that thing, if you know the name. And that's why a lot of people don't like hide their names because they don't want people to, to, it's revealing to people. So like, sometimes like for astrology, yeah, I'll tell you what my astrology is, but to certain some people will ask me like, Oh, um, you know what's your astrology, or what's your blah blah blah? And depending on how I'm feeling, I might not tell them. What? Yeah,
0: but because, they could look up your birthday.
1: Yeah, but if they don't know your hour, the out your birth time is your birthday and your birth year. That's like all pretty like general stuff, and that's also It's very like helpful, and for the average person, they don't need to know more than that. But if you're really interested in astrology, you have you you really need to know the time in order to get a really clear reading on things.
0: See, that's what's confusing to me, is last time I was talking to you, you're like, you have this rising sign, and this sun sign, and this moon sign, and now I'm supposed to read all three when I'm checking my horoscope.
1: Well, um, some people say you have to read all three. Um, for me personally, so my moon sign is Pisces, I'm gonna reveal that to everybody on this thing, <laughs> but um, a lot of times when I read the Pisces moon sign, um, I used to read all three, and I, I didn't really feel a a. Um, I didn't really feel like it often like applied to what I was going through. So I just say use your intuition because sometimes people really identify with their um, sun sign, and sometimes people really identify with their rising sign, and it can really fluctuate. For me, like I really read both, and sometimes they're both very applicable to me, and sometimes um, it's really clear like one way or the one or the other like really um, kind of hits, hits home. That's the other thing with astrology. Astrology is, you know, based on numbers. It's a science, and it's based on observation, and it's been around for like super, super long, um, thousands of years, right? It's all, it's all linked to the stars. So, so much of the interpretation of astrology is so important. It's like going to therapy, like, you know, therapy is good for you. But if you go, you have a therapy session with a therapist that you're not feeling, then like, you're kind of like, I don't want to go to therapy. This was totally unhelpful. But if you find the right person that can kind of like um, guide you in the way that um, connects with you then you can get a lot out of that session and it's same thing with astrology like sometimes I'll read certain astrologers and I'll be like this person like I don't feel what they're saying at all and I just don't even read that person's thing but other people I'll read their thing and I'm like oh this really speaks to me and I feel connected to it and then that's somebody that I'm gonna read more of and, and consider more and it doesn't mean one person's wrong or and one person's right it's more about you understanding how to follow your intuition and how to understand how to hear and listen Um, how to communicate and how other people are communicating with you and identifying what you relate to more because ultimately everything's gonna be personal right like this whole thing is about a balance of macro versus micro so macro is the movement of the stars and the planets and all that stuff but micro on your level you have to understand how to interpret that and what that means for you and it can be different things for different people
0: right like when you read your horoscope in the newspaper you don't know if it's just some intern writing it
1: yeah, and it probably is just about your Sun sign and you have so many uh, you're, you're so much more complex than that So I can give you some generic advice about um, you know you because you're a guy You're a certain age and you're Filipina mm-hmm. and that will probably apply But it's not really that doesn't really it's not very much in depth. You know what I mean, right, right, so
0: where did where did astrology come from like I want to like i like in my head it like came from ancient egypt or ancient china or something but well, I, have, I have no idea
1: all ancient all ancient civilizations have astrology um have a, astro- a- astronomy practice and um so it was very very common from from the very like from you know forever to try and understand our place in the universe by comparing it to the stars so I mean, some form of astrology and divination have, has been around like pretty much forever. I mean, since human civilization, since real human civilization has developed and culture, I mean, you can see evidence of it everywhere. Ancient Egypt, ancient China, you know.
0: Well, yeah, like the Mayans have their own whole entire different astrology.
1: Totally, and you look at all of the different um, buildings like um, uh, that were built thousand, You know, in the beginning of civilization and you'll see so many of them are aligned with Planets and stars, and where things um, you know rise and where things appear. I mean, those like those are. I mean, that's just everywhere. You can just do a Google, Google it, and you'll see. There's like ten, you know, a huge list of places that, you know, when the sun rises a certain way, or when the moon rises, or a certain time of year, solstice or whatever. Those things were built based on um, the stars. I mean, think about the stars were our our sense of time, our sense of season, our sense of place. I mean, that was like the ultimate like watch map whatever
0: i just have oh, i just east east have a oh,
1: yeah no go
0: ahead i just have so many questions i i especially have questions about like the origins right like who decided that cancer was a crab and that like i'm sagittarius who decided that i i, I get to be like this bone arrow symbol centaur
1: Man. Well, I mean, there's all different kinds of astrology, like you said, like there's Vedic astrology, there's, um, uh, Mayan astrology and all those things are different. So Western astrology, all of those crab set, sa- you know, um, centaur, all those are, are, you know, ancient Greek They're and, and all like the, the constellations and the things that they relate to are, are from, you know, Western, um, ancient civilization. So a lot of that is based in uh, like a Greek and because Greeks were also were the ones who really progressed a lot of um, uh, astronomy back in the day. So it's the people who identified the stars and that system that we're basing it off of, you know? Right. What else do you wanna know?
0: I don't know. Now I I had a, a, I should have wrote them down. I had a bunch of questions. How do we use this to, in our everyday lives?
1: Okay. Well, I think that's a really good question. And I think um, the thing that's hard for me with people who are into astrology, and I'm just somebody who's really interested in it. And I, and I read a lot about it. And I, and, and I try to have a practice and I try to think about it. But I, I, I definitely would not ca- call myself an astrologer that to be a real astrologer requires a lot of discipline and, um, you know, focus study. And I want to just be really clear about that from the get because I'm not like some... You know i don't want i don't want to claim that at all and i it's kind of sucks when people claim stuff And uh, maybe that's just me like that's my personal um well,
0: i was impressed when i came over you had all these charts printed out and you knew all these angles and degrees and what I, all these little tiny symbols mean and there's like hundreds of symbols so I, I was like, okay, we got to do a, a podcast about this.
1: <laughs> well, all that stuff that I did was, was like kind of basic astrology. And I feel like, um, you know, those are just the bones and it's kind of like learning math. And I've always been good at math and always been good at geometry. So that's just, that is um, knowledge. That's not wisdom. The wisdom comes from um, being able to understand and interpret. And the better you get it, I think the better you're able to read read what those things mean. So for example, um, I just really—I uh, uh, was hanging out with somebody recently, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this girl did my chart for me, and she said I was going to have a really horrible year, but that it would get better like at this point." And um, I kind of don't really feel that vibe of astrology because I think obviously people use it to be predictive and for it to be a guide, but I also think that's a lot of like the um, the ego assertion of the astrologer or of the reader to the reading
0: because it's filtering, filtering through their own psychology
1: yes, exactly and I'm somebody who doesn't like to live my life in fear and I I, I don't like um, there's so much room for interpretation so for example um, if there's like a different difficult aspect which is normally like a square for the square for example a difficult aspect that's a challenging aspect that means there's gonna be some tension that's gonna the, the energies of certain things are gonna um, create a tension between them that usually leads to progression or leads to a breakthrough. So is that negative? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on who you are. depends on the circumstances and it depends on how you're reading it. So, but if I tell you, Oh, you're going to have this tense thing and it's going to be gnarly and then, you know, uh, it'll be cooler later. You're going to go into it with that energy instead of seeing, um, tension as an opportunity for, growth do you know what i mean or you're gonna you're gonna be prepared about it maybe you're gonna be even closed off to it and you're not really even gonna get this experience the same way so um you know people talk about challenging aspects and um and easier aspects sometimes when the uh, aspect is easier that means there's a lot of flow of the energy but maybe that'll make you like lazy or maybe that'll make you complacent you know there's lots of different like the the real um talent and skill, I think in astrology is, is in the interpretation and um, being able to interpret it in a way and connecting your energy with the person that you're giving the reading to in a way that's going to be meaningful to them. And, um, you know, I've had readings by many um, different astrologers and there's always ones that I like feel more, you know, and I'm like, oh, I connect with this person more and they're able to communicate it to me. In a way that's like more effective for me. That doesn't mean the other way isn't good. It's just not how I do it. Some people like to have fear. Some people like to have fear as a um, survival instinct, or that helps them make decisions. I personally am like not into that mode of living. So, you know, it's just a, it's just different. It's a different approach, I guess. So, do you how
0: do you base a lot of your business decisions, running your company, on astrology?
1: Um yes and no obviously like i do
0: like production is the easy one right like you want to drop this release at a certain time
1: but um, yeah i do do uh, certain release things or i do certain like newsletters um i i tend to look at the ast- uh, the astrology of what's going on um but at the same time like it's only a guide like i don't live my life do or die by astrology i don't think anything anyone should be like um uh married or chained to any kind of belief system in which it like completely affects their ability, you know, that's when it becomes dogma when you're when you're only look listening to it blindly. So for example, like Mercury retrograde, a lot of people are like well,
0: says, talks so much shit. Yeah. I'm like the world's not gonna stop
1: yes exactly the world's not gonna stop and it's also like a convenient like sort of pop cultural like uh escape goat like oh it's mercury retrograde everything's fucked, so forget it or oh this is why i had a shitty day and it's like nah you had a shitty day because you were irresponsible and you got you're hungover and you didn't do anything you know what i mean or like oh yeah oh your computer got stolen not because it's mercury retrograde but because you know there's like a huge you know what i mean like some guy Want, you left your door unlocked and somebody wanted to make money. Like, you know, it's really easy to like blame um, astrology for things and and that's fine. Like, especially when it's done lighthearted, hearted, it doesn't really matter. But you know, like if you're really trying to use it as a guide, it's just, that's all it is. It's a guide. So for example, Mercury retrograde, you're really not supposed to make um, any purchases buying technological items, big purchases like that. Um, you're not supposed to sign contracts during that time. Um, Etc. Right, but sometimes it's like you got to sign the contract. You need that money. You got to do whatever. You you know the your the company that you're doing business with isn't going to wait three weeks for the for the retrograde to like pass and get out of the show. Whatever. You know that's that's not um, to me. That's not like a realistic. But Mercury retrograde might say, oh, okay. Well, this is a time that um," and also like people just think, oh, everything goes gets messed up in retrograde. But retrograde is um, and opportunity for review that's that's what a retrograde is so a lot of times things come back from the past and you you're given another opportunity to revisit them or let's say you get a contract and it's a retrograde um it's not the ideal time to sign it maybe but it it, it you can still sign it you just have to review it carefully be careful be more it's like If you know that it's snowing outside, that doesn't mean you're not gonna go outside and like handle your biz, but you're gonna be prepared. You're gonna wear a coat, you're gonna bring a scarf, you're gonna have your thermos of like hot coffee or whatever, so that you know when you go out, you're prepared to deal with the um, conditions of what's going on outside. And for me, like astrology really helps a lot, helps me to understand how I'm feeling or certain energies like let's say, save a day and like everyone's aggro to you and it's just gnarly and you don't feel right you don't feel good and you're not really sure you feel like you're in a cloud or you know something like that and you know maybe if you're not um you don't realize that like Mars is aff- afflicted in a certain way so when Mars is like has some tension against it or has like a challenging aspect that's when people get really snappy and um um, that way it helps you to take it less personally. You understand, oh, this is just like, like a difficult time, you know, that, that people are, it's a challenging time where people are have, are a little bit more short tempered. Whereas then maybe if you didn't know that you take it all personally and you just be like, everyone's an asshole or I suck and I'm depressed now. You know what I mean? It's like things like that. It, it just kind of helps you understand the general vibe of the world. Or sometimes you'll feel really stuck. Um, and like, oh, I can't do anything. I can't move forward. and then it makes you feel like you're a loser because you're not being productive. Um, But then maybe if you understand what's going on astrologically, you understand that it's more of a rest time. It's more of a hibernation time. You're supposed to go inward and you're supposed to um, do be productive in an inward way as opposed to an external way. So um, then you don't have to feel guilty about taking that time and doing a different kind of work. It helps you understand like how to focus your energies more. Um, And also because I think like we get caught up in this very like external, and very Western based way of living, which is basically succeed, produce, work, uh, make money, um, have external results that can be verified and validated by everybody else outside of you. And um, that makes sense because that's part of communicating on a a macro level, but that's not necessarily very satisfying and that doesn't have a lot of depth. It's very like um, one dimensional. And ultimately that's why like, you know, when you have a growing sense of dis ease, unease, or you're you have a growing sense of there's something more, it's because you want to you want to understand like the other energies that are at play, and you know I think that's why astrology is just one method, and maybe maybe you don't connect with it at all. Maybe you're like fuck astrology, that sounds stupid. I don't like it. Every time I hear anything about it, you know I don't I don't relate to it. Then don't listen to it. Don't read about it. It's not for you. You know um, I don't think every single school of like way of, uh, um, approaching, uh, understanding the world's energy is for every single person. Like, you know, you don't have to feel everything if, if you're feeling it cool. If you're not cool. It's the same thing. Like when I read, uh, um, my astrology, like a horoscope for like the, for like, uh, my two signs, well, I take what makes sense to me and connects with me, and the rest I just toss it. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, but you know, blah 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 said that. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a challenging time with my family, so then I'm gonna go start a fight with my family, or I'm gonna always be looking over my shoulder, waiting to get into a fight with my family. That's stupid. Like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. It's gone. It's just trying to kind of tell you what the weather is, but on a planetary sense. Right.
0: I feel like one of my first one of my first things with astrology is, you know, you know, people would say they'd be affected by the full moon, and I'm like, I, full moon, I don't really feel affected by it, but I did start feeling affected by other people affected by the full moon,
1: right, right,
0: like I could feel their aggro ness, like how you were saying, right. So in a way, I am sensitive around the time of full moon. I'm sensitive to other people, though, freaking right. out.
1: Right. Well, you're a very. You are a sensitive person um, to other people's energies. That's just like your personality and your makeup. So um, yeah, like some people are, are really feel. Um, also, so like when eclipses happen. Also, you can be affected by certain moons and not affected by other moons, because every full moon, every new moon is. Um, uh, Occurs in a different sign at a certain degree. So, um, you know, if my moon sign is, you know, Gemini 20, then if there's going to be uh, an eclipse or there's going to be a full moon or a new moon at Gemini 19 or 20 or anywhere in that range, I'm probably going to feel that more. Um, or if I have any uh, planet that's in that uh, in that zone of what that full moon is going to be. So every every moon is different and everything's gonna affect you differently. <laughs> right, toots? <laughs> um, so that's why like some people are affected by, maybe you weren't affected by moons for a long time and then all of a sudden you had one and, and you really felt it. Like last, this past year we had a lot of eclipses and they were like right, they were triggering a lot of um, points for me and those are very powerful eclipses. Now everyone might feel that on a general level, but certain people who are gonna be um, Activated because of their planetary makeup is it, will feel those more strongly So you can be really sensitive to a moon this year and then next year not so much and that's not weird
0: right
1: and Then other people like cancers who are ruled by the moon or who have a lot of cancer in their makeup like so every sign um, is ruled by a planet or two and so you're gonna be affected by um, by you know what happens with those planets more. So for example, I'm Gemini rising. Mercury um, rules Gemini, so I'm I'm always affected when Mercury and retrograde happens. Like pretty, I feel it, but that doesn't bother me because I know how to deal with it.
0: Okay, so what does the retrograde motion mean? Like all the planets have their orbits. Uh, when I hear the word retrograde, I think it is the planet moving backwards.
1: No the planet isn't moving backwards; it just appears to be moving backwards um so
0: like yeah. uh, like if it's retrograde here
1: mm-hmm.
0: is it doing something else if you're viewing it from Australia?
1: No, it oh. doesn't matter what hemisphere you're in it's just i mean they just say retrograde and it's not actually moving backwards, it's just moving backwards in um conceptually in the uh in the uh like in its degree and its sign, but when things go in retrograde motion, and like so, Mercury's is the one that goes retrograde the most. I, that's like you know every three months or whatever, every four months, every three months I think. Okay. Um, and uh, but you know every single planet goes retrograde, and that normally means then for that planet there's going to be a, it's more of a time of review, and it can mean different things for different um, different planets, but. It's, it's not like a negative thing, you know, just like, you know, when you go backwards in your life to try and recontemplate different things, or you revisit different things, it doesn't make that bad. You don't always have to be moving forward. Sometimes you have to move backwards to move forward. So it's nothing to be scared of.
0: What's a, uh, So everyone knows that one. What's a positive one that we can look forward to?
1: A pop, I mean, again, it's not even about negative and positive it's about uh, um,
0: what's another one that we know that we should know about
1: well like Venus goes in retrograde often you know relatively often and um, so when some, so this is kind of more pop astrology but sometimes when Venus goes in retrograde you like a, a love interest from the past will return and you can re reconsider that maybe it didn't work at the time when you met them and you felt a strong connection. And um, but for whatever reason, there's a lot of external factors or whatever timing, etc., that didn't make that happen. And Venus retrograde happens sometimes. Things from the past come back, and you can redo it. Or let's say you had a gnarly breakup, you never dealt with that shit. Venus retrograde comes back, and you're gonna have to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? It could be positive, negative. What does that mean? You know?
0: Right. Going back to the uh, astral. Uh Sorry, Australia thing, I trip out on how loca- how it's location-based. Like if I was born at the exact same time and the exact same date, but I was born in Melbourne, it'd be totally different, right?
1: Um, yes and no. So um, if you're born at the exact same time at the exact same day, day and when you say exact same time, you mean like it's three o'clock in LA and then um, in the person in New York is born at nine o'clock. But it's right. the same time in time. Yeah, but it's different. Well, let's,
0: yeah, let's say the time in the day is not the variable, but the location is how well, how different would it be?
1: location makes a difference in the sense, well, of course, because then your position, it's your planetary position. So of course that makes a difference. It's not going to be hugely different, probably. um, If you're in the same country, for example, or a country like America, it's like six six hours difference, but it will make a difference. Or like when you do your, um, like something that, so, uh, you know, there's your natal chart. That's basically um, what you do and it's based on your birth time and it shows you who you are. That's your makeup. That's what you're born with. Okay. And there's other charts too. And I feel like a lot of people don't know the other charts. So, um, things that can help with predictive things are um, your solar return. So, that basically is your chart um, that's exactly that shows like where all the planets are when your sun is back in the exact same position, when the sun isn't in, back in the exact same position that it was when you were born. And that will show you sort of a, um, and that happens once a year and that will show you sort of a uh, a map of what's going to happen or what the energy is and what the themes are going to be of that year because your your rising sign won't be the same, probably won't be the same, might be the same. Um, often it's different and often all your all your stuff is in different signs and in different locations and it'll kind of give you the flavor of the year that's to come um so you can also do your mars return that it's the same concept but that that's more for like a two-year period and kind of shows you where because mars is the plan of action shows you where your energy and your actions the flavor of of, of um what your energy and actions will be focused on. You can do your lunar return, which is once a month. And that'll tell you because the moon um, sort of uh, rules your emotions and your inner state, the lunar return will give you the flavor of um, what your emotions will be for that month. Um, And you can do um, you can also do your progressive chart and your, and that basically um, will show you your progression that basically shows you. um, Okay. I was born, you know, however many years ago i was born 40 years ago i just turned 40 and so my progress chart um uh, you basically add a degree uh per year so now in this moment in my life i'm uh what am i now 17 i'm a sagittarius so i'm gonna approach my life more maybe i'm gonna feel things more um from a sagittarius sagittarian perspective um So you can use progressions to see um, what, um, there'll be different um, trigger points and you'll be able to identify those trigger points and then you'll be able to see um, with what's going on with the planets right now, Uh, what time is going to be meaningful for you. So let me give you an example, because I'm like saying a lot of words, and I feel like it doesn't really make sense. Um, So let's say I'm interested in my love life, right? A lot of people are interested in their love life. Um, So one thing you would do is you could do your Venus returns, because Venus rules love and also rules money. And um, you can see, okay, for that year, whether you're what the theme of your love life is gonna be. And sometimes you do a chart and it's really clear and it's like, damn, this is a powerful chart. This is gonna be a heavy year for me.
0: Wait, does your year start on your birthday or does it start like at the 2019, January 1st?
1: Well, it depends on what you're doing. So if you're doing a solar return, it's almost always right on your birthday. Um, if you're doing a Venus return it can be anywhere like a month within a month of, of your birthday because Venus Venus moves similarly in speed to the Sun, but not quite so um, It could and also Venus goes into retrograde motion. So my Venus return chart will only um, apply from that point in time till till retrograde. So let's say my birthday is in November and um, my Venus is at the same point as my birth year um, in October, but it goes retrograde in February. Well, when I run that Venus retrograde chart, it's going to be from October to February, and then you have to run another one. So it's just about when the planet crosses the point. When it crosses the point, that's when it that's when it starts. Um, your Mars return can be like several months before or after your birthday because it's like a two-year period. It's it's not exact; doesn't run exactly with the sun. So all depends on the orbits. Um, But, um, you know, you basically, you have these like PowerPoints. So there's angles on the chart. There's also your sun, sun, moon, midpoint. Um, there's also like for love, love is, um, things that relate to love. There's 12 houses in your astrological chart. The fifth house is about creativity, love, romance, um, children. And the seventh house is about partnership, marriage. So you'll want to see what planet rules the fifth house. So if my fifth house is in Libra, Venus rules my fifth house. Um, because Venus rules Libra and if, um, uh, Sagittarius rules, my seventh house, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. So I'm going to care about where, where Jupiter and where Venus are. So, um, when you're looking at what's going on in the planets, uh, today or in the upcoming months or whatever, you're going to see, you're going to want to know when that activates these special points that you have. See what I'm saying? And that's how you know when that's gonna be a powerful time for you or not. Or primed time.
0: So when you're gonna go get a pro reading from a pro. Yes. I wanna get my Venus return, Mars return. I already forgot everything you said. Well,
1: it depends on what you wanna know. So normally- I wanna know everything. Normally when people go to get their, um, that's the thing, it goes so deep. And uh, I think a pro will normally give you your birth chart and describe your birth chart to you. And that's if you're a newbie. Then you're, they're going to basically tell you, like, who you are, what you're comprised of, and, like, what's in your – kind of, like, what's your astrological DNA. And, again, this is just a a, a guide. So, um, you know, something that my dad always tells me, like, you know, it's just a guide. For example, he um, he has a brother who uh, – had a brother who was, like – astrologically was, like dist- – like the king of the world like had the almost like the most fortuitous most lucky most auspicious um um astrological chart but you know the korean war happened he died and so it doesn't matter you can you can be like the most talented person you might you could be the the kid of like a olympian and a you know a, a opera diva or whatever that doesn't necessarily mean if you don't put in the time and energy that doesn't mean you can, you're going to be a star athlete or a star singer that doesn't mean also and there's all these external things that are that at play you know there could be you can get into a car accident and you can die you know what i mean so it's just a, a guide that's what your natal chart is it kind of gives you a, um, an understanding of like why you maybe have a tendency to be a certain way or um are drawn to certain things So when you go get a reading by a pro, they're definitely going to give you your natal chart and kind of explain that that's the most base level stuff though. that's very important. But if you have a specific question or you have specific things that you want to know, you should definitely tell them beforehand so that they can um, uh, run the charts that um, will be applicable to you. So like, let's say you want to know like, Oh, am I going to fall in love? Am I going to have a kid? Something like that. They're going to be able to run your Venus returns and understand like whether this is going to be a good year for you or what year is going to be a good year for you or a more likely year for you to um meet somebody um or if you're gonna um you know if you have other questions about business or about money that's almost always why anybody goes to anyone tarot uh palm reading, anything astrology it's almost always about business slash money and love those are like the only main two things that people ask about. So though she'll run different, she or he will run different um, charts to understand like what are the points that you're interested in. Um, so if you're interested in business, you're gonna you're probably gonna be concerned about your second house, which is, which is the house of earned income, or your tenth house, which is the house of fame and recognition. And you're going to um, want to know. You're gonna look at the transits, and you're gonna want to know. Um, you know, when those points are activated for you. So there's different ways of looking at things. So if you are going to go see a professional, you should, you, if you have any particular questions, you should definitely let them know in advance because that will definitely affect the quality of the reading. They're not going to be able to just guess it off the top of their head. And they're definitely not going to be able to just run some charts for you. They'll probably have run um, your solar return to know what's coming up for you for like the next year or two. And they'll definitely do your, um, uh natal chart but who knows if they'll do the other stuff that they don't have to also it's like a lot of work if you go to a decent astrologer and it's like 300 for them to talk to you for like two three hours they deserve that it, it can take hours and hours to really understand to really run the charts and really like not, notice patterns and be able to understand and interpret things so don't be chintzy with your astrologer because if you are chintzy, you'll get a chintzy reading
0: I wasn't really asking like i'm gonna go see one i'm just saying in general
1: yeah no i know i know you're not gonna see one (laughs) i have you too so i know know. i'm talking about for general people it's like people who are like i want to go to therapy and spend the money but they'll spend tons of money on like booze or like clothes or whatever and it's like okay that's totally fair but what's really your priority if your priority is your mental health or your spiritual health or your priority is understanding sort of like a deeper energy that you're curious about and you're drawn to, then you got to pay for that. Otherwise, if you don't, then you can spend your money and your time and your resources in different ways that might be more meaningful to you. It might be way more meaningful for you to like go on a shopping trip or whatever than it is to exercise or go have fun and have a drink and do whatever. That's fine. Like spend your, spend your resources as you see fit. But I'm just saying like a lot of this stuff isn't, it's work. So people should respect that. I'm not even, like I said, I'm not an astrologer. I just, the more deeper I go, the more I really respect and understand what the craft is and how much time goes into it. So you can get like your target version. If you want your target version or you like forever 21 version of your astrology. Yeah. Just go look it up online and read whatever. But if you want some real shit, you got to pay for it. Right.
0: Okay. Here's a question. I remember reading about a 13th sign, right? it's a guy with two snakes how does that factor in and why is it um why does no one i guess celebrate that guy
1: i don't fuck with that guy why i don't know i just didn't really
0: he doesn't show up in your studies or whatever
1: no and i mean i've read all about it and stuff and there's always like different changes so you know like they downgraded pluto i'm a scorpio right so pluto rules scorpio traditionally but so does mars and they downgraded pluto from a planet or whatever but i'm just kind of like whatever dude like i don't know maybe it's like a very meaningful thing to do but it just didn't really seem to impact anything that i was interested in so i just ignored it right right maybe yeah. that- maybe that's lame. I already have so much, you know, there's so much stuff already to look into and read. Like, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really concern myself with that.
0: I know there's all, there's all these talks about the moon and in astrology, but what if the moon's not even real? You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Okay. That's not really what I meant, but okay, whatever. (laughs) It's made of cheese, man.
0: Or what if the planet's not even round? Like, you you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, I mean, when you ask questions like that, then it's just kind of like, um, you know, what is reality? You know what I mean? What is real? What what are we even looking at? And then that case, you know, we're basing, um, it's a system of knowledge based on a perception slash simulation of what we believe reality is. And even if that reality is false, it's still um, an interpretation of those energies. So it's fine, it still applies. Do you know what I mean? So like our whole existence could not be real, real, but it's real to us, so does it really matter? You know exactly. what I mean.
0: Like, what came first, right? The chicken or yeah. egg?
1: You know, I'm just even if this is all a dream and all a simulation, like I'm still trying my best to understand the simulation because that's what I'm. That's what I'm programmed to do, right? I'm living.
0: Remember when we shared that dream? We did a podcast together.
1: Which podcast? Oh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> this dream? Yeah, I do. Like, what is time? You know what I mean. I just had this conversation with. Um, a kid last night, you know, uh, what we're doing right now, like, yeah, we only, I, and I read this, um, I read this, uh, quote today. I forget who it was by now, but, um, some cool dude, (laughs) but he was basically like, yeah, has it ever occurred to you that like, you know, every moment is a memory except for this fleeting moment right now. And it's true. So everything is a reconstruction. Our entire notion of reality is a reconstruction. So whatever you know and (laughs) we've already proven that time you know time is static time is the fourth dimension it's not linear so we've already done this podcast we've probably already done alternate version infinite alternate versions of this podcast so everything is now whatever i'm just trying to live
0: i like it (laughs) okay um all that being said Mm -hmm. do you have any You have any predictions about the next, let's say, till uh, now till January first? That uh, like a general for everybody thing that we should look out for or anything like that.
1: Um, you know, I do, but I forgot because I didn't really look into it before. I have it all written down. Um, Just for the next two weeks. Yeah, because you know, there's a full moon coming, and um you know, every time there's like a moon cycle, I always, I always like revisit it and I see where the degree is at and I see what sign's at. So I kind of like look and see what's going on with that and see how that's gonna affect me, you know? But um, I don't remember, I've been working so much this week. I have kind of been in like a robot zombie zone. So I should have prepared for this podcast more. Sorry, watchers, I could you <laughs> more advice, but I don't know right now.
0: What about um, for January or for the whole
1: year? I don't know. I haven't looked into the, to the next year yet either. Okay. I know for me, like for example, um, you know, cause it's hard to retain everything, but I know I ran my solar return for my birthday. Cause I had my 40th birthday last month. I was a big one. I ran my solar return. I ran my Venus return. I ran all this stuff. And basically for me, my themes are, um, internal grinding, just work internal, do the work, focus on my creative activities, focus on, um, manifesting my, uh, my uh, certain projects and doing my own internal um, you know exploration and discovery as opposed to a more external action based manifestation, which is basically the following year. So um, that gives me that makes me feel feel um, oh, this is how I want to focus this is how, where I would um, be best supported in focusing my energy. Um, Or it's a lot about like collaboration and working with people. So then I'm going to be really open towards doing that as opposed to doing something that's just about my project or my brand or my work or whatever. So, you know, that's why you do the solar return to see like what, what the themes are and you can do obviously. um, So like if you read power path or something, they give you the monthly um, I love power path. It's one of the sites that I really feel like really, like I connected with or whatever I could really was really feeling like the messages that they were saying though, they're basically basing their um, monthly thing on just the transits that are going on um, in general on the planet. And that's why they can do a monthly recap for that month or prediction for that month or guide for that month. That's not specific to your sign. Cause it's just saying this is what's in, this is what the planetary movements are and the planetary energy and themes are do with this, what you will depending on your sign, you know? So um, I kind of like those more because I feel like a lot of times, like when it's specific to like a certain, I don't know, I, you can already go pretty deep just talking about the transits that are going on for the whole world, you know? And, and I like, I kind of like that better. I don't know.
0: Very cool. So what else?
1: I don't know. What are the questions you have for me? Anything?
0: I think that's it. I think that's almost an hour. Oh, really? unless you yeah. got unless you want to drop some more knowledge
1: um I don't really have I don't know if I have knowledge to drop but I will just say like so I've always been interested in, interested in astrology since I was a little kid and um, it's really cool to like once you start going deep you get to, to learn so much more of it and I just think it's important to always remember that it's just you know, the world speaks to you in ways that that you allow it to speak to you. So sometimes I look on astrology and sometimes, for example, I have had a lot of um, uh, really powerful messages through, um, you know, animal guides or spirit guides and and, uh, that kind of reading based on those cards. And if you had told me before I got into that, oh, you're going to be into this stuff, I'd be like, no, I have no connection to that. I'm not Native American. I don't, I don't, even go out in nature that much well i do now but i didn't before but for whatever reason i had a very powerful experience that sort of like um uh sparked that and then i've always had really good connection with those cards when i'm doing when i draw things uh cards from that deck i really really like i see it and i feel like it speaks to me clearly now when i i I used to be into tarot when i was a little kid i remember i got my first deck at barnes and noble the classic um deck I had no idea what it was. I was drawn to it, but I never knew how to use it. And then later on, when I started uh, pulling cards or doing spreads with tarot, I just didn't feel it. Like it didn't make sense to me, and I it didn't feel. Like you get a certain feeling when you're like when something connects with you, but. Um, later on a couple years later a couple years into it. I picked it up again, and I started doing it and now I really feel like it speaks to me So I'm just saying like if something didn't work for you before it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it again Because sometimes at different phases in your life That energy is going to come to you and those messages are going to come to you in a different way And I think it's um, important for people to be open to different um, methodology and and be adventurous about it because um, if you only are are you really can get a message clearly when you're getting the same message and the same themes from all different um sources if it keeps coming back to the same message then you know that's the message and i think a lot of times people are asking these questions or are interested in this because they want to know they want to know and the know to know that's a mind thing and that's a control thing and it is important and it's important in under- in surviving everyday life But knowing with the mind that's not the same as understanding and I feel like really a lot of these these things are to help you to understand and to process Um, And a lot of times people use it use these things because they want to know the future They want to predict the future and that's a very like binary um, and very limited perspective um, Because at the end of the day what we really need to work on and practice is being comfortable in the unknown and being comfortable without with not knowing, because if we have understanding of broader things, then we won't feel that pressure. Just wanting to know is just about control, and that that really normally doesn't. It's only gives you temporary relief. It's like a trick, you know. So um, I feel like this stuff is actually way better f- to helping you understand on a the broader thing on a bigger level, and that actually will give you that that. Um, comfort and that sense of peace that people are really looking for is more, is more, a uh, desire to be comfortable with the unknown. It's not actually to know these things because that's the, that's not really, um, it's a different way of looking at, at, of asking the questions and of looking at your life. And I, f- I feel like that's, if I can impart that to anyone, I, I would really encourage people to learn how to be comfortable with that. I read this one thing once about, um, when I was pulling on animal cards, there's an animal card for Black Panther. And um, Black Panther is about um, the unknown. And it something that it it said in this book was about, you know, never forget that um, when you were born and you were in the womb, you were in complete darkness, you couldn't see anything, you didn't know anything, nothing existed. Yet that was the most comfortable place that you have ever been in your whole existence was in that womb, and so when you're in a place of darkness or when you're a place of where you can't see, try to access that feeling of comfort being in this sort of great mystery soup of of, of nothingness because it's actually everything, and um, it's actually a really, really it's it can be the most comfortable place and the most natural place that you've ever been. So. That's what I always try to um, try to uh, focus on when I'm really challenged because I've found that the more I try to figure stuff out, the more fucking bummed I am. So it's less about trying to like um, force your will on the world and more about just trying to be cool with it and understand and have that kind of level of peace. At least that's what I try to do with my practice and astrology helps me do that. And so do all these other things. So I like that. I like that a lot. Cool, I <laughs> Ruffy likes it too. Yeah,
0: I think that's a good thing to end on.
1: Okay, cool.
0: All we know is that we don't know anything.
1: That's right, I love it.
0: All right, thanks for um, talking to me today.
1: Yeah, no worries, thanks for having me. And
0: uh, we'll hang out soon.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Okay, bye.
1: Bye.